At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lombikir, the World Messenger, and I'm welcoming you for yet another episode of the Legacy Leader Show. This morning, we have a powerhouse woman that is here back in my backyard, Denver, Colorado. Hillary is a licensed social worker, and she is a very successful, acclaimed, and sought-after leader for high-achieving women. You guys guessed it. That's the reason why I really love to have this conversation with Hillary. Um, she's also a clinical psychotherapist, which I love also combination where she blends those things with master coaching, mentoring, and helping uh, clients for over 20 years to achieve uh, what they desire, specifically Obviously, she made that available and successful, first of all, for herself and helping women to create uh, being authentic, empowered, and effective any any version of themselves that they wanted to be. So without further ado, welcome Hilary Silver. How are you, Hilary? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. Uh, great to have you. Um, I, I just wanted to say... Uh, obviously, watching your social media and specifically some really pointed posts on Instagram, I, I just love how you're able to distill and how you place psychology and social work and coaching and mentoring, a uh, kind of hybrid model, you know. Uh, so do you want to share a little bit, how did you got into um, psychology and social work and then now transitioning to this very, very unique but extremely successful niche? <laughs> oh, that's, well, the longer you do this, the longer that story becomes, right? So um, I think what took me to the world of psychology was my own personal struggle and journey and, you know, how I grew up and, and, and my own sadness or loneliness or issues growing up as, you know, as a little girl. Um, I took my very first class called Loving Relationships when I was a senior in college and that was really the beginning of my career, even though I didn't know it at the time. I had already been a self-help junkie and a seeker long before that. And then when I stumbled on that class, I was what, 18 or 19 years old, 19 years old, probably reading the likes of John Powell and Eric Fromm and all the like original thinkers about self-relationships, self-love, psychology, authenticity, intimacy. Um, and so that really just kind of started me on the path. And um, I did a lot of work on my own self, got to a place where I felt really empowered and strong and made a lot of things happen for myself. And so I went into the field to be trained enough to be able to help other people to do exactly, to go on a very similar journey of learning to really love and value themselves, accept themselves, put their old stuff behind them and really decide for themselves who they want to be and then how to put their, their real authentic self out into the world in that way is the only way to actually really get whatever you want. So 
I cannot agree more. And, and I'm, I'm so glad you emphasize on authenticity and um, also that you're speaking from experience because I'm seeing, I'm being coached myself and mentoring people in different fields and working in the past with psychologists, psychiatrists, and, and looking Western approach and a holistic approach and, and looking things from uh, different parts of the world. Uh, always boils down to recognizing our own demons, our own issues, right? But then also when we free ourselves, we can teach others because a lot of people don't know how to do that mm -hmm. effectively and in a healthy way. And then now speaking from experience, do you mind elaborating a little bit more now about that authenticity? Because uh, I feel like we live in social media world when everybody can portray any lifestyle they want or personality, but what is really boiling down to that? And where is that secret sauce? Well, for me, I think it's, you know, I don't know how to be any other way than that. and what people are drawn to me for is that realness, is that authenticity. And that one of my favorite testimonials was from a client who said I was the most highly trained, educated professional, but disguised as the friend you want. And that's really like my sweet spot is that I am like a clinically trained, highly skilled and trained in so many different science-based research-backed modalities and coaching but what I bring is my own story and my own authenticity. And though I help really high achieving clients, one of our offers is to help single high achieving women find love. You know, I've been with my husband 20 years, but I'm very quick to share with them. It isn't always pretty and it's never perfect. And I want people to understand they're normal. We all kind of grow up thinking I'm not normal. There's something wrong with me or I'm not enough. And so when there's a leader that you want that you're following, who's walked that walk and understands it and doesn't pretend that they've arrived because you've never arrived. Like mastery's cup is never full. So I'm just very authentic about, you know, who I am and what my own struggles have been. That is one of the things that helps my clients get the results because we hold ourselves back when we think we're defective or there's something wrong with us. And the only way that we learn that we're not is by recognizing our common humanity in those struggles. That is so valuable, wow. Um, in terms of um, obviously those common struggles, right now obviously with the COVID virtualization, with fragmentation, with solitude and forced uh, loneliness that I see a lot of people struggling with, they're really trying to figure out how to navigate not only just uh, intimate relationship, but even professional relationships and how to really succeed because I feel like so much old is dissolving and we're constantly pushed and propelled to do more and new. So what, 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 do, you, what do you see is happening and, and what do you suggest we should do? Well, yeah, so for me personally, my whole entire business is online. So it really, the COVID thing hasn't affected me other than my more and more women have the time and the flexibility in their schedule to do this kind of work on themselves. So our business has really um, expanded a lot during this time for, and so any business that is online, I think it's a different, it's a totally different animal. And we're a little disconnected from the struggle that is very real for so many other people who, you know, their lives exist in the real world. Uh, you know, where they have to go to work and they meet people face to face and they have to do all of that. So um, I think that it's more important than ever to use this time that we have. I, I'm not calling it like a 
life on pause. This is really life in slow motion. I just feel like COVID has been a blessing and a gift for so many people who choose to see it that way. It is a choice. We could really, you know, struggle with accepting where we're at and be angry and frustrated and pissy about it, or we can actually accept it as an opportunity. And that's really where visionary status comes from when everything is an opportunity. And so it really is an opportunity to slow down, take stock, recognize, you know, the areas that, that in your life, when you're too busy to, to focus on it, what needs changing, what's not working and to really do some work on that right now. Um, and finding other people who are doing that at the same time and doing it together. That is so true because a lot of times, as they say, always seek advice from people that have already been there and done that. I remember some of my early mistakes and from your program around the relationships, like never ask advice for, about marriage for somebody who had never been married. And, you know, when you're young, when you're naive, when you don't know a lot of things that you mean, some things you learn hard way, right? But right now we have opportunity to learn for someone who has already been there, done that. So um, that can expedite the learning curve and also knowing what exactly it's missing piece in the equation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like, uh, as you said, it is great time to slow down, but also reevaluate what is working, what is not, what we really truly honestly want. And I feel like simplifying, it's one of the major things that I personally see in my, in my life. Um, and that is where all the gorgeous opportunities come forward, I think. Yes, for sure. And I think, um you know, that we're not hustle bustle right now. Like for me, for example, we're not driving our kids to all their activities all the time. So there's more downtime, people who aren't traveling for work, people who are working from home, there's more flexibility and time during the day. And so I think that's been a blessing and a curse, right? For so many people, it's you, you have to face yourself. There's so much time that you're not able to fill with the busyness and the activity. But if you, again, if you choose to see that as an opportunity, now's the perfect time to really work on yourself and, and do that deep work on your mindset, on your psychology, on your patterns, on your behavior, on your identity, so that when we come out of this, you're ready to roll, just hit the ground running and to create some, um, and you don't have to wait till we come out of this, it, happen, it can happen now, but to really be ready to hit the ground running and to crush whatever goals you have, whether that's love, money, business, success, whatever achievement that is, so. That positioning, right? <laughs> but but my question now, in Elaine, actually good foundation because a lot of times I I feel like we find out actually we don't have as good foundations with that. So let's just kind of pretend or look at this a clean slate where we are literally like in situation where we can have now new launch, new business, possibility open for new relationship, for all new. So what, where would you suggest to start? How to lay that strong foundation? And specifically, since you pick the niche to support women, uh, what do you see uh, right now in this modern time with women that are educated, that had a success, that are kind of a little bit lost, trying to figure out where they fit right now? What would you recommend with this new foundation, with new identity, with new self-awareness to truly go fully at it? Yeah, I, I honestly feel like the one thing that isn't being kind of pushed out there enough is the inner work. So you have to be the woman that you need to be to get what it is that you want. And so it, so though you have to take action and strategies and tactics are important. So for example, if you're launching a business, yes, you have to 
have an email list, or yes, you have to have all of these things. But if you're just chasing that down, you're just going to try, 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 be stuck in the struggle, be stuck in the striving, be stuck in the doing, but you'll eventually hit a wall, which is you'll be blocking yourself from the level that you want to get to. If you fail to recognize the inner work that we all have to do, and it is about our identity, it's about um, becoming the version of you who can create what it is that you want and who can live the life that you are going to have once you've achieved it, right? And so it is future visioning, future pacing, um, really doing that work on, on, on recognizing any limiting beliefs that you might have about what's possible for you, doing your work on your relationship with money and success and, um, again, like the mindset that you might have or the way you think about yourself. Identity is really what we think about ourselves, who we think we are and who we tell ourselves that we are. And so you'll never be a millionaire if you don't know how to be a millionaire. And so what does that look like? So to me, the work that I do especially is really about helping women step into that next level version of themselves where they trust themselves, they um, believe that they can and have and will and so they expect more for themselves and from themselves, just stepping up. Wow. Again, a phenomenal golden nugget there. And for our listeners and viewers that are paying attention to this, Hillary's already reached that status. So she's, again, speaking from experience. So she's not one of those guys who's trying just to teach you something based on the books, but she also knew how to apply this practically. And now she knows how to help others to do that. And it's so interesting. Uh, some of us work all our lives on ourselves. Of course, we're work in progress, right? I feel like it's constant learning. But you're right how these old issues from our own childhoods still linger that we're not even fully aware of and how they're impact impacting us. And right now, I have to say money is being a major, major factor for so many people. Uh, either if it's, you know, even if it's still there, if it's a coming, but still, you know, it's like, it, what's going to happen? How is it going to economy affect me? Uh, where the clients are going? Uh, still scarcity mindset comes and peaks in, even not necessarily maybe with us, but people around us. Uh, what would you suggest energetically, but also practically to do around that? Oh, that's a big question. So um, I think that the, the uncertainty of our time right now is, is way bigger than it's ever been before. Um, we've had elections and, you know, changes of, you know, policy and all of that. So over this forever, but not at a time where there's been a pandemic. And, and one of the key things that I work with my clients on is really developing that relationship with themselves where they, they know that they have this inner resilience and inner resourcefulness and self-reliance so that no matter what happens, they are going to be okay. And when you have that, that essential critical kind of getting your own back, knowing that you're gonna be okay no matter what, there isn't any anxiety ever. Like you might have a pang of anxiety, but the second that you recognize that you have the tools to tie up, kind of really work yourself through that. So there is no anxiety that no matter what external conditions might be, we can still know at our core that we will always be okay. And so it is that reprogramming and reconditioning those beliefs. 
and cultivating that rock solid relationship with yourself. And, and, and it, it is reprogramming and reframing a lot of maybe past what you might call mistakes or looking at things in a new way. And it really is deciding what your mindset is going to be, deciding what you're going to believe and, and training that in. And so, you know, for me, I just believe that no matter what happens, I'm going to be fine always. And I don't believe that I've ever made mistakes because when things don't go my way, it's just taken me on a path that I wasn't expecting to be going on. And it was teaching me a lesson that I didn't know I needed to learn. And so when you have that, the, when your mindset is resilient, you always end up on your feet, no matter what, will it suck for a little while? Maybe will, will you, you know, have a heartache for a little while? Maybe, but you'll always be okay. And so around money, it's choosing intentionally what it is that you want to believe and your beliefs have to lead you through your life. They are not a reaction to the conditions that you've experienced. You choose your beliefs and they lead you through your life. I know that's a big thing I just said. So you might want to think about it for a second, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. And I'm sure that is, thank you again for reflecting specifically around the money, but based on what you just shared, I feel like that is so applicable for relationships too, for business, for partnership, for everything else. And it's just so interesting how everything is interconnected um, and, and, and how actually we can have, again, clean slate and new beginnings and new starts because we don't necessarily start from ground zero, but we start from experience, don't we? Yes, we do. And it's important that we take responsibility for our relationship with our history, right? Like, and that's a mindset thing too. Like these things were done to me and this happened to me. And well, so the work that we do with our clients is all about extreme ownership and radical responsibility. And that though some things did happen, you know, when you're 42, 52, 62, at some point, at what point are you now responsible for that? And deciding like to rewrite that story and to make new meaning out of that so that you come out on top and now you're learning how to believe something new about yourself so that you are a woman who's worthy and capable of having whatever it is that you want the common theme underneath all of this is the self it really is self-mastery because when you have that you can get the love you want get the money you want get the the business you want the success you want the whatever it is that you want you can get whatever you want Wow, that is big one. Self-mastery, um, it's definitely a new journey, I think, for, for many of us because of right now, again, specifically if you're changing careers or if you're trying something different and new, or if you're really pushing yourself in, in industries or, or, or situations you've never done before. But uh, one of the questions, obviously you offer your through your coaching individual and group, I, I'm assuming coaching and different programs opportunity to do that. Do you mind sharing a little bit what do you find in as a common thread uh, that women are experiencing right now? Because I feel like historically, it doesn't matter. I grew up in Europe. Uh, you know, you grew up in the United States, but with different cultures, different upbringing, I always felt like women's role involved, uh, but mindset, what we were being um, exposed originally, initially with, always was we're there to serve, to help, but we were never like that core thing, we're there also to lead or take a charge or just really be able to think for ourselves, be independent and more successful you start getting. I feel like also that creates a level of resistance and pushback. 
and and it's interesting dance is like is the world really ready for strong powerful woman is the world ready for these amazing successful of not only financially but emotionally and 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 everything else spiritually right mm -hmm. no i think it's already happening i think it's been happening um so but but i do like what's what's so interesting and I, I am blessed with the opportunity to know this, that this is something that most people don't have the opportunity to know. And that's because I work with VPs, CEOs, high-level entrepreneurs, you know, directors, like high-level women who on the outside are achieving amazing things. They've got the bank account, the career, the status, the credentials and all of that. And they conduct themselves out there in their professional world, even in their socialized maybe too, at this high level, yet because of the work that I do, I know that despite the way that, I mean, they've been able to achieve all of that despite what's going on internally. And so what, what's still happening internally is I don't really think I'm enough. I don't really believe I'm enough. People are gonna find out that I don't really know what I'm doing or I'm afraid of conflict. I'm afraid to speak up. If I share the real me, I'll, you know, be rejected. I, you know, somebody will be mad at me. And so there's a lot of, it's just a disparity and a huge contradiction that even high level professional women are living with where there's this that's presented and maybe, maybe it's a, it's just a very subconscious thing. Women aren't necessarily intentionally being deceptive about who they are, but we're not going to walk around and, and, sh and reveal all of our what we perceive to be weaknesses. Um, and so my work is really helping their inner self catch up to what it is that they've been achieving on the outside. And now you're a full and whole and self-defining and self-determining, really autonomous woman who's at the wheel. And when you're at the wheel, you get to decide where you're going. It's not by living by default or avoiding conflict or ducking and, and, and hiding at all. It's, it's really, there's always a way to express yourself and to say what needs to be said. There's no need to be afraid of that. So there's a lot of fear that women have around rejection, abandonment, being judged, not being good enough, being found out. And um, so, so that creates behavior mostly in their relationships with men, but it does affect them professionally too. Like they may not take a, a promotion or, um, you know, they're showing up a little bit self-doubting and so they're not going to get the promotion or that that lack of deep inner confidence is still apparent. It oozes out. We can only pretend for so long. Or we can only avoid that for so long. We can't run from ourselves. So it does backfire. And, um, you know, women end up creating the very rejection that they're trying to avoid with this cover-up behavior um, or not just rejection with like intimate relationships, but, you know, they don't, this is the same with business. Like if you really don't know that you can and do and will, then you won't. And, and so you can only take yourself so far. This is the secret ingredient of really taking yourself anywhere you want to go is doing this work. Wow. Again, very, very powerful share. Um, I mean, <laughs> it, I, I just see multifold here. Uh, obviously, one thing that I'm seeing is a very strong imposter syndrome, right, with that the woman have. I'm not saying that men don't have, but we, since we're focusing on female um, breakthroughs, growth, and holistic uh, picture, 
of, of tremendous success and what that success looks like. And to me is success in all aspects of life, as you were just talking about and, and, and how achievable that is. But when you also find that everything else is not working or, or needs to change, then how do you change and how do you take that to the next level? Um, so what, what would you just suggest with imposter syndrome? Obviously you touched a little bit on this, uh, but the reason why I'm bringing this up, I'm finding this a lot specifically because we had the ceilings, we had the limitations imposed upon us and we kind of confined ourselves and all of a sudden before we know it, a lot of women got boxed into it. And as a result, now it's like we're breaking a little bit out, we're pushing further, but then we're not maybe further enough or not consistent or not with full conviction that we can or take us so much more time to recover or whatever it is because if you're alone, if you don't have that emotional support, or if you don't have that inside within yourself foundation, it's gonna be very hard to maintain it, as you just said, and then oozes, bleeds through and, and shows in the front of the clients or shows in the front of the partners and everywhere else. Um, that process obviously is different stages, different ways for different people. But again, I just wanna make sure that listeners can hear really, how do you break the cycle of imposter syndrome, feeling when you're not good enough, but deep down from outside even, looks like you're a shining star. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying earlier is you just can't run from yourself forever. And so you can pretend and continue to focus on um, external, like we talked about earlier, the strategies, the tactics, I just have to do more. I just have to do more. I just have to do more. If I just get the next promotion, then I'll be there. Or when I have this, then I'll be okay. Or when I, you know, secure this project or make this amount of money or get this promotion, then I'll have proven myself. And so it's all like imposter syndrome is, is, comes from seeking external validation which is why women are so successful because they're striving and seeking and striving and seeking and working so hard. And so all their focus is on the external and they're getting that, but internally they haven't done the work. When you have internal, a sense of internal validation and that come, your enoughness comes from within, not externally, you stop that, mm -hmm. that whole cycle of chasing. And now you can work I mean, the work that you do is easier. It comes to you easier. It's not as hard. It's not exhausting because you're not in your head so much trying to preempt and figure out what you need to do or who you need to be or what you need to say to get that external response that you want. Mm -hmm. it, it, the enoughness and the, and the response that you need comes naturally when you are coming from that place of being firmly rooted in yourself and your enoughness and, and that all comes from within. So, so my, my, my first important step would be to stop pushing it down and, mm -hmm. and running away from it and be willing to acknowledge that this is going on. And sometimes you just have to slow down to get there faster. Like do the work on yourself, do that inner work, that inner growth that needs to happen in the healing and the restore restoration so that you can then take yourself to the next level. And when you do, it's so much easier and way more enjoyable and you get so much further. So to me, that's what's happening. Yeah, slow down to speed up, right? So yeah. that is very, very valid point and a great way to also look at because everybody's in different stages. But the beauty part is I'm sure through your practice, you can quickly assess and see where people are and where they need and what they can already hit the, 
um, as they say, home running and, and keep going and in the areas that they really need uh, tweaking and a little bit more work. An interesting part is, Hillary, that I, everybody's looking for silver bullets. And I don't know if it's been your experience, right? And even now, when we say we have a more time and more opportunities, it's like investing in yourself. I think it's the biggest, obvious investment that ever exists. Um, and always starts with us, but everybody's looking, I feel like in, in some ways for shortcuts, how can I get this so that I can move to the that? Uh, and, and, and with this frantic way, I feel like even generationally, even just talking to millennials, I feel like it just so much, um, still that speed uh, issue. Um, and I'm just curious, what do you see in terms of working with, through, with the different generations of women uh, today, um, what would you, what would be your advice for them? Well, I actually my my main group is between thirty and sixty, um, so I don't do a lot of work with women who are in their twenties. Um, but I mean, what I would say is, and, and, and let me add, I don't work with women who expect the quick fix because. Mm -hmm. I want my clients to be successful. And so I won't work with just anyone and everybody that, that joins our, our and I don't do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore. Um, everything is done in a group format. I have client, I have um, coaches on my team who do the one-on-ones, but everybody who joins our elite coaching program has to be invited in. Um, and it's part of the interview process to make sure that they're really ready and they understand what this is. And I, you know, I, I'm not, I mean, I, I just really, it's so important to me that people walk away with the result that they're looking for. And so they have to understand what the process is before we will even work with them. Um, there is no quick fix. It's like one of the things I like to say is, you know, if running a marathon were easy, everybody would do it. And then no one would do it because it wouldn't mean anything. So it really is the people like, oh my gosh, the women who are ready and willing and able to do this deep work with us are absolutely the most elite and extraordinary women on the planet because they hold themselves to a higher regard and a higher standard. And they know they have to do this work to get there. And our process is an immersion style program. So we don't dangle and dabble and languish in the process forever. We do it in an immersion style because kind of like living in a foreign country with a, with a family, you come home fluent instead of just taking a class once a week, you know? So it really is when you immerse yourself in something and you surround yourself with other people who are doing the same work as you, you get there so much faster. That is so true. That is so true. And, and like-minded individuals. And I love what you just said, because I, I wanted to, and, and I love, yes, pre-screening, making sure that is the right fit, but also just in general message, because I feel like no matter what, uh, you post something on social media and it's like, oh, I got a thousand likes or whatever. It's, it's like we, we were looking for this instant gratification. And I find this also to generationally be a little bit different and, and, and what that actually means, how that translate is, 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 is your message powerful? Are people really connecting and resonating? Do you have a conversations with that? Do you have a dialogue? How many lives did you really truly impact or change? And I feel like it's just so much more of that ripple effect, that initial uh, drop, uh, that I feel like we don't want to miss the value, the true meaning behind that. Absolutely. And, you know, there are all of those companies where you can pay 
to have your followers and pay for likes and all that stuff. And, and it just like to do something like that means that you may have a thousand people liking you, but are they even real people? So it's empty. Vanity metrics don't mean anything. If you actually aren't, I mean, doesn't it feel so much better when you think about one real person authentically reading your, your post and loving it than a thousand fakes? So it's really about shifting our values and our priorities to what matters most. And, you know, in our VIP program, we only accept up to 20 women per month in that program, even though I, we talk to 200 women a month. And that's because the, the, we are, want the right women in. I could sell somebody getting the guy all day long, but I don't have control over that. Like, you know, I'm very honest about what the work is. And, you know, at some point that relationship is the cherry on top, but the real win is the work that she's doing to become this woman who has the self-awareness and, and the capacity for what it is that she wants to create for herself. Um, and so what's most important is real impact, not, vanity metrics. And I think that's the quick fix, but the long-term sustainable impact is to really make the real difference. And, and, and sometimes that's a little bit slower, um, but it's true and it's real, you know, uh, that's kind of the sad thing about where we're headed with our social media climate these days, I think. Um, so, you know, just because somebody has 30,000, 100,000 followers on Instagram doesn't mean those are real people, unfortunately. And, um, you know, it's so much better to have real, real clients, real people, real comments, authenticity is everything and, and transparency. Um, and that's how you really build the trust that you need to build with the people who would want to work with you anyway. I, I can't agree more. And, and when you add it now, authenticity to the transparency, those two things are winning combo in everything from personal to professional. And I also feel like a lot of people still have disconnect um, that I am one person outside of the world that you mentioned earlier, earlier, but then I'm completely different to my friends and family. And I feel like that is also uh, not only extremely exhausting, impossible to sustain. That's where I'm also seeing a lot of uh, disconnect and pain points currently. Uh, but with transparency, do you mind adding from your perspective what that really actually looks like? Because um, everybody has a different perception of it, but in the same time, everybody's trying and stri striving for it. And they think they already reached it or they know how to, how to behave or how to be and again, it's not a recipe I know, but if it's not coming from within and it's not happening, but that's exactly what I feel like people need to hear it because I see a lot of people are mirroring other people's behaviors, other people's mm -hmm. posts, other people's language. And again, doesn't come from within themselves. And then their transparency and it's like sharing the powerful stories that happen. But then again, it's like, is this really how you behave and do your business no matter who you touch, no matter who you're dealing with? Is this really resonant with your values as you mentioned earlier too? So, Yeah, I, I think, I don't think that people do it on purpose. I honestly think that people just are lacking that strong sense of self. And so they merge with other people. They have, a, it's a lack of boundaries, to be honest. It's you, when you, 
when you steal somebody else's stuff or when you um, start speaking like somebody else or whatever you were kind of just referring to, it's really a lack of strong sense of self because when you have your own true voice, you're not speaking somebody else's voice. And, um, and again, that's the quick fix is instead of developing your own strong voice and speaking your own truth, you're mimicking other people. And I think people are smart enough to know the difference. Um, I really do. I mean, I can feel it immediately, whether it's, you know, out there in the business world um, or in person, my personal life. And a big piece of the, of the work that we do is helping women speak their own true, their own truth in the world. And, and, and this is kind of a controversial way of talking about it, but when you're not speaking your own truth, you're lying. And it's not that lies are always about an intentional, um, it's not an intent to deceive necessarily. It's just wanting to be liked. It's wanting to be popular. It's wanting to be accepted. And so saying what you think you need to say for other people to receive what it is that you're saying. And, and I think some people are just programmed and trained to be that way. It's like people pleasing to the nth degree. And so it really is retraining that out so that you can really just turn the voices down in your head of other people that you hear the shoulds and the, you know, you're supposed to's and just really only hear your own voice. That's the key to success. If you're trying to be someone else, you're never going to get there. People want that. People just want to know who you are, not who you think you need to be for them to like you. And you nailed it and you said it earlier also that we have tremendous fear right now. And one of the fears that I actually, based on my assessment, I keep repeating and specifically, this year even proved it more than ever, it's that fear of rejection and rejection for not being liked, not being enough, all those other subcategories. And it's extremely painful for a lot of women specifically because um, it, it can be very lonely and very challenging to overcome it because again, what we're trying to be and who we are and then what, what we project and what we feel like we really did on our part and we don't understand why with all these now different behaviors that we're seeing from ghosting to absolutely uh, mismatching actions versus what is being said or shared, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that affects all of that in, in, in some um, obviously negative light. But where I'm going with this is, Hillary, do you mind sharing um, because obviously we want to help women and you are doing phenomenal job through those specific platforms uh, that you are finding their voice in either in personal relationships, which I think it's very challenging already as it is because it's everything virtual right now, right? How do you meet people? How do you really connect and, and build these meaningful relationships? But I also really think it's uh, something that is bigger and, 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 and more open right now. How much really truly generally women are helping other women? And, and, and I'm seeing uh, this sense, I, I see improvement, I see a lot of changes, but I still also see a lot that men will rather jump and help and highlight and support and not only personally but professionally more so still two to three times than women would and I'm curious what what can we do to break that cycle and what do you see from your perspective why is the reason for and and how can we do more of that to so you mean to have to get to change the culture of women being able to help other women 
Correct. And in creating yeah. more, more collaborative, more supportive, more holistic, more healthy cultural environment. Yeah. I think that competition comes from scarcity mode. And so it really is about helping women develop a more abundant mindset that when you, when that there's enough for everyone to go around um, and that another woman's success is your success. And, and I think that's, it's just a, it's a shift in, in our own view and that um, when another woman is, is rocking it and succeeding, that's a win, win for all women. And, um, and there, again, there's enough money for everyone. There's enough success for everyone, attention for everyone. There's enough for everyone. And so helping each other get there, wherever there is, whatever that goal destination end game is, is, is the way to do it. Right. So I think it's, it's just shifting from scarcity, which is competitive, not enoughness, fear to abundance um, and joy. And I think just celebrating wins. That's what we do in our group too, is, is um, you know, one woman's win is hope and optimism for another woman who's not there yet. Seeing that it's possible for someone else Instead of seeing it as, well, why can they have it and I can't? Instead, if she can have it, I can have it too. That's a huge shift. And I think that's what women need to hear and just to be reminded of all the time. Because when it's not, when things aren't working for us and they're not going the way we want them to, we do can easily retreat into the scarcity mode, kind of like post-apocalyptic movies, you know, everybody's scratching and clawing for all the resources, but that's just not the way it is. Not when it comes to, to money and success. That is an excellent perspective. And, and thank you for sharing that again, because um, obviously we want to see more, more empowerment, more, more support. Uh, and in, in at least in circles that I'm in, uh, that is what I'm trying to influence more. I want to see more healthy collaborations, but also support where, as you said, we don't celebrate enough the wins in general. We, were, we, we will always, uh, society-wise, I'm seeing always it's focused on something negative and takes so much more um, rep repetitive opportunity to put something in front of someone to really respond on something that is great, that is positive. Uh, and, and I really feel like the more genuinely we can do that, um, as a result, we will be able to distill uh, and depict some of these issues uh, in a much more positive way. I what agree. What would be your advice for all the women that are watching, listening this show um, to just push it forward? Some, some of your lessons from experience that you see there were stepping stones and the golden nuggets for you that <laughs> you propel forward. Well, I mean, I've propelled in different stages, but I think all the work that the personal growth and development work that I did that allowed me to really achieve and accomplish every single thing that I've ever wanted to. And then when I was leaving my therapy business, I had a brick and mortar practice for 17 years. And I, it took me four years to really crack the code and leave it behind. And I had tried every strategy, every program, every this, every that. And the one thing that was my one big blind spot especially because I'm so well-trained and have been helping clients with these very things for 17 years at the time, it's been 21 years now, um, 
was my own mindset. I had still my own work to do. I hadn't done enough. And so there were still some nuggets of things that were keeping me stuck. And so it's, again, it's not focusing on the external, the strategies, the tactics, the, what you're doing. It is entirely about who you are being. It is. And it's not about that. You're not enough the way you are. It's how you're thinking and how you are subconsciously blocking what it is that you want, because you don't quite realize the limiting beliefs that you have, the mindsets that you have, um, the patterns and behaviors that we have that really keep us stuck. Um, and so it is, it is doing the inner work. It always is. And, and because we are at the center of our lives and everything that we, it orbits around us your relationship with your kids and your spouse or and your business partners and your colleagues and your friends and even relationships with food or money, it's all centers around us. So when we really spend the majority of our time developing ourselves, everything else just falls into place so much easier and more naturally. So that is my advice for everyone. Of course I do, that's that's what I bring is, is um, is that piece. It really is the psychology and the mindset for success. Brilliant. Be, do, have, right? Because it cannot be anything doing it. We obviously doesn't work. It's not giving us results. So obviously being is what is missing in order to then having it. And I think that is phenomenal reminder. So with everything that you accomplish, Hillary, what is next in your bucket list? What are you really trying to still do? uh, If you don't mind projecting in the future that you're super excited about it. Do you mind sharing with the audience? Yeah. So we're in the process of of, um, of creating some offers that are not as expensive so that we can be more accessible to all women at different stages. Um, so we've released the DIY version of the materials that are part of our high-level program, which I'm so excited about. We've already been enrolling lots of women to that. Um, and that's like all of my life's work. And that's exclusively for the, the ladies who are wanting love. But we also have... Um, a mindset and manifesting program as well, where it is all about having that, cultivating the mindset for success so that you can achieve whatever it is that you want. And that's for business owners, entrepreneurs, and that is already created. It's just, we're, we're launching that into the universe. And for 2021, oh my gosh, I think I'm finally, I, I'm saying it out loud, but <laughs> uh, I'm not sure is I'm really noodling around the idea of launching my podcast. I had one uh, four years ago and I'm thinking about um, doing it again and also having a book this year once and for all. I'm, I'm a little ADD and I, and I kind of have a hard time sitting still long enough to do the book. I'm so more, I love the, I love the speaking and the, the podcasting and the interviewing so much more, um, but it is something that I do want to do, so that's what I'm hoping for in the next year. Oh, that's fantastic. Great goals. And actually you can audio record it and then transcribe and, and then more uh, fix it. Uh, and it's such much more easier way actually to do books these days than was the years and years ago. But I, I, again, your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience is so valuable. So I'm really looking forward to both of those. And then those great programs that you just listed. And in closing, if you don't mind, what would be your, uh, 
legacy? What would you like to be, uh, that for you to be remembered by? Because obviously you have so much already accomplished. You already changed and transformed so many people's lives. And I'm excited about your new programs. I personally want to check them out. But, <laughs> but I'm just curious is like, uh, you know, when we look it down and, and reflect what that would be. I think, you know, to distill it all down to the, to the most, you know, basic of message, it really is that in order to live the exact life that you want and have everything that you want, you must show up in the world, your true self. Mm -hmm. And there's a process to discovering what that is and being, you know, honoring that and respecting that and, um, trust. Yeah. It's just, you have to be your true self in the world. So it is about your relationship with you first and foremost, so that you can then have the relationships that I spoke of, you know, everything orbiting around you. So yeah, that's what it is to get everything you want, but it starts with you being your true self first. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all those great wisdoms and experience. And for listeners that wanted to and viewers, check your work where they can find you. Could you please tell them where they can go so they can check your phenomenal programs? Oh, thank you. So um, my website is hillarysilver.com. I'm Hillary with one L. And from there, you can find information. But I'm also on Instagram at I am Hillary Silver. Fantastic. You guys definitely check that out. And we're looking forward to see uh, more progression and great work in 2021. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.